and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we read this week. Amy, what did we read? We read Partners in Crime by Agatha Christie. Oh, I both read and listened to it. This is... Oh, so did I. Huh. This is the second Tommy and Tuppence novel. So we reviewed oh, a few years ago now The Secret Adversary. I can't believe that we've been doing these episodes for more yep. than 12 months. The Secret Adversary is the first Tommy and Tuppence novel. So this one's mm. set 10 years later. Correct. There's actually like one every decade. So she wrote one in the 40s that's called M or something. And then there's one that's in the 60s and one that's in the 70s. So there's for like Tommy si- and Tuppence? Yeah, there's like oh, you really? meet them every decade. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to do that. Do like the tummy, the Tom, the tummy, the Tommy and Tuppence like trilogy. Yeah. Or whatever. I like that. I'm going to look that up after we Septilogy. Septilogy. Okay, great. Do you want me to do the spoiler free recap? Yes, it's a mystery. Great. Thank you. So at this point, Tommy and Tuppence have, well, Tommy more so than Tuppence, has continued his work from when we knew him 10 years previously and is working in some capacity for the government, like in a secrety kind of capacity. But not adventurous. No, he's like a desk jobby kind of situation. Yeah. And basically it begins with Tuppence being like, I'm very bored, Tommy. <laughs> I can't. This life of a housewife. Something's got to happen. Not for me. Yeah. And so perfectly on cue, like a drama or a... Agatha Christie, Agatha radio, Christie play. radio play. Tommy's boss arrives and tells him that the what is it? The Blunt, Mister Blunt's international yeah, detective agency, run by Theodore Blunt, is under suspicion of doing something underhanded with Russia, something to do with Russia. And they're like, we don't know, really know what's going on. We know that these letters arrive in a blue envelope and talk about a missing wife or something from a butcher and that they're the things you need to look out for. But we have taken Mr. Blunt into custody and we are now trying to get more information out of him. But we don't believe that the people who are communicating with him have ever met him. So what his boss wants to do is set Tommy and Tuppence up as the International Detective Agency people and basically get them to just go about their normal business, a couple of months, six months maybe, whatever, go about normal business running the private detectives agency and keep an eye out for these people who will contact them and then they can try and work out what it's all about. And then basically what follows is a series of short stories. So rather than one overarching novel this is more like a collection of little short not even novellas little short stories Mm. some Um, are very short some some are a bit longer yeah basically they are or they're little cases that they solve the detective agency is somewhat like very middlingly successful so they don't have like a rush of cases which i enjoyed and then there's the overarching kind of like what what is going on with like solving the overarching kind of the blue envelopes blue and the envelope Russians problem. And that's kind of it, really. They have their manservant friend is their like office boy and runs their office and has a great time pretend like acting out scenes from movies. Yeah, <laughs> pretending to be lots of different other people while taking acid drops. <laughs> The lollies, <laughs> not the drugs. I love the bit where he lassoed. He just appears. Yeah. I've been practicing my lassoing. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. And yeah. then Tuppence. If if you haven't read any Tommy and Tuppence before, Tommy is like, you know, quiet, 
British straight laced, and Tuppence is like, I need an adventure. This is boring. So, a bit, but also Tommy is up for anything as oh, well. Oh, absolutely. He very much is. She's not dragging him around the country while he's like, I'd rather be at home with a cup of tea. Like, he has a great time pretending to be lots of different old detectives all through this, and they're like, let's use Sherlock this time, or let's use Poirot, or let's <laughs> which use... Which I thought was Which I thought funny. was funny. Yeah. Use the little grey cells, and you're like, ha, 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 self-referential. <laughs> yeah, very meta, Agatha. Mm. Anyway, that's it anything else is just telling you the whole thing what did you think of partners in crime i really like the tone and the sparkle tuppence has a lot of sparkle about her yeah they're they're repartee back and forth repartee yeah yeah they're fabulous um, they're really well they're like they're well-imagined characters well-imagined well-matched and they are completely not infallible There's um, times because there's some mysteries where Tuppence is like, we've been massively successful. There are some we won't talk about. Yes, that's exactly right. (laughs) And there are some cases where there actually isn't any mystery at all and they go through all this histrionic investigation and are like, oh, well, that was really underwhelming. Yes. <laughs> they, and they really enjoy each other's company. Yeah, they which do. And they're fun. really good friends. And they were friends in the first book as yeah, well, like but, mates first. But, you know, they've got married. And I yes. like it because we often are like in, like, obviously these novels aren't romances, but we go, there's so much more story to tell. It's yes, not just you the have getting a whole together. Life together after you and get these married. ones are the life together. Yes, exactly. And that's why yes. I really like that there's one every decade. I love that too. I didn't know that that was a they're, thing until they're really, you told us. They're really sweet. I thought the Poirot references were really funny. It was like yeah, Agatha Christie poking fun at herself. Yeah. There were some really good stories. Everything was fully tied up at the end. Some stories were less good, like the blind man's bluff story yeah. was not so good. And sometimes they're pretending to be different type of detectives. It was a bit irritating because I didn't necessarily know all the detectives they were making references no, to. No, I definitely did not. And that got in a little bit of the way but all the stories did not outstay their welcome and it was fantastic to listen to the audiobook of yes i I enjoyed the audiobook as well because i could like do one story while doing a task and then Mm. i could move on to the next one Mm. and it it hit the spot yeah i wanted something quick consumable not overly taxing on the little gray cells and these are always because they're short stories they just sort of announce at the end what happened. Absolutely. And you're yes. like, oh, and some of them I pick. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. We know that we can't trust him, but that's the type of, you know, these are like thriller, but 1920s, that's why, 30s, thriller that's why and the sometimes communist. they work quite nicely in that format, in that short form yeah. of the short story. So I will, I'll read these again. I'll probably actually listen to them again. Yeah, right. Because they're a set. Yeah, I'm not going to just dive in and read one of them. No. But you can pause in between them and consume them at your own pace, and I in, I just enjoy the tone. The yeah. tone is really fun. What did you think? I agree with you completely. The tone is what keeps me going in all Tommy and Tuppence books. Mm. I think I consumed it, or rather was in a headspace to consume it the wrong way. So the problem uh, that I had was... So each story is about a chapter long. Yeah. Some of the chapters are a bit longer. I think there's one or two that goes kind of more than a chapter, but not many. I was keen to just, you know, because I had the audiobook and the book, so I was happy to just do the whole thing start to finish kind yeah. of as I moved around doing different things or was in different parts of the house or whatever. And then, you know, of an evening would sit down and, and read it. 
but I didn't want to read one chapter and go to sleep. Like I am happy to, to read, read a bit more. more. Yeah. And I found consuming them all at once, like that kind of binging all of them made them a bit repetitive and a bit mm. I found I found some of them quite a slog to yeah. get through. And okay, I was like, so I had eh. breaks between listening to them all. Yeah, I so think I think this well. was something for me that I was like and because we were I knew we were recording and things like that for the episode. So I was like, oh no, I do need to read this this week. Whereas I think it would have been a better thing to go, this might take me a month to get through. But I'm gonna do the little bits and pieces. I didn't find the blue envelope on its own compelling enough to push me through them all, but I don't think it was designed to be either. So, yeah, I think I would almost prefer this as like a serial where it came out. That would have been great. And you read the next one and blah, blah, blah. So I would think that would be awesome. But I, in, in reading them all at once, I think it lost something for me. But I always feel that way about crime detective short stories because so when we read the one about Sherlock Holmes being old beekeepers apprentice yeah and it was like the four but it was four I can do four once you get beyond four there's no depth there's no depth I'm I am no longer interested enough in watching someone do the same thing over and over and over in slightly different contexts, and the overarching arching storyline has to be spread too thin across too many. So I even find the same thing with, like, the Franny Fisher ones, where I love Franny Fisher, and I love those stories, and I love her as a detective. But the short stories. But reading that book of short stories mm. is fine if I'm like, I actually don't want to read a whole Franny, I just want to read one. I'm going to read one story out of that book. I can do. But if I'm like, oh, I might jump in and out of this, and I end up reading all of them, I never enjoy it by the end. By the end, I'm like, sometimes I don't get all the way to the end. I wonder whether this book was actually published as a serial. It feels like that. It really feels like that. Because it was the era of serials on the film screen. Yeah. I'm just reading that it was published in 1929. Mm. And that was a big, you know, you go and dun dun dun, come back next week and see what happened. That would make sense. It would make because a yeah, like do you read a book of short stories? You don't binge it. You read them and That's then you the come back. And and you come pause. back. Yeah. yeah. And I've had a bunch that I've consumed like that. I have a couple of like ones that Joe Hill contributes to that are like scary short stories. I love it. I love a scary book know, of short stories. always do this at night time and then I'm I get sorry, the I'm sorry. No, we're not going to talk about them. I'm just saying. Yeah, but it makes I, me think of Simone St. James short stories and then my brain goes to like, is that shape moving Maddie Claire in the darkness and Maybe. I'm going to have a nightmare and um, stop it. But I keep those by my bedside and when I'm like having trouble sleeping weirdly, very, very counterintuitively, I'm like, oh, I'll read this terrifying I keep the Friday Fisher yes. short story book by my bedside and when I'm For having trouble reason. sleeping, all the Georgette Heyer short stories. Yes. Yeah. So I guess I I guess maybe what not wrecked this for me, but the struggle I had with this was doing it for this podcast episode. So not reading it in the way that was perhaps uh, organic for it, but yeah. being like, oh, no, smash, we smash, need smash. to record this for next week. So this is the book I'm reading this week. So I read through it and I was like, eh, I haven't loved you. So I don't know. Will you give um, it another go? I So I might or I might not. I don't know if I'm murder, mystery, short story person. Maybe mm. it's just not my bag. Agatha Christie wrote a lot of short stories. Like well, there's a whole book of Miss Marple short stories yeah, and Poirot short stories and things like that yeah. and then some that are just... I love Miss Marple. Maybe I'll try Miss Marple yeah. short stories. But I will definitely now go and hunt down the other Tommy problems. Tuppence. Oh, N or M. That's the one that's set in World War Two. So, yeah, I don't know. I think I... I don't not recommend this. 
But if someone was like, should I read that? I think I would be like, eh. <laughs> I would say, well, what mood are you in and how much, you know? Yeah. And I'd say I it's fantastic for this doing, particular context. you're cooking dinner every night, listen to one while you're cooking dinner That's or right. while you're washing up and then yes. move on. And then move on. Yeah. And I might try and come back around and consume it like that and see how I go. But I think it just made me kind of homesick for developed fully developed stories and, <laughs> and fully developed Tommy and Tuppence stories. Did it make you want to read The Secret Adversary? Kind of, yeah. yeah. So, But that was because I didn't realise there were more other ones to do, so I'm just going to push forward. Now I feel like I have to have read the end of this, though, and I didn't read the last three short stories because I was like, I just don't care anymore. So maybe I should skip and read the last few. Just read the very last one. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Meh. That's that's my review. <laughs> okay. I'll probably cut that out. So <laughs> basically we've run out of steam. No. We've learned some no life true. lessons about the time of no, night. No, I, I can do it better. Okay, I can do it right, better. Right. I can do better. I can do better. So I suppose in summary, this didn't do it for me. Not okay. poo-pooing it, not poo-pooing it and saying I'll never come back around to it. But if someone asks me if I think they should read it, no. It's not how I would spend my time. Particularly, I always, whenever we talk about this, I go back to the original purpose of the podcast. You are busy. You don't have time for wishy-washy crappy See, books. I think this is perfect for that because this is busy and you don't have time and it gives you a little bit of a dose of something like do you're doing a short task, you listen to it. Yeah. But and maybe, perfect. but I think for me, a podcast episode feels that better than a narrative because no, I, I want more from my narrative than can be given to me in a short story. In this I just context. like the tone. I like sitting with the yeah, tone of it. That's fine. You're allowed. I'm allowed to have my opinion. Yes, fine. Okay. So uh, at any rate, rate, so I think trash for me and not a recommend. I treasure Tommy and Tuppence. Me too, but that's not what I'm being. Asked. I know. I think I'll I'll come back to this one because I for, yeah. I you forgot it was a bunch of short stories. Yeah, yeah. At any rate, thank you so much for spending a little bit of your time with us. Join us again next week. We will bring you more spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations. Until then, though, happy, happy reading. And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.